if you come to me and ask me these kind of questions, I'm going to want to get to know you and I'm going to want to get to know what is it that excites you? What is it that you feel alive and excited about? Because that's where the magic lies. Life podcast where we peel back the broad crap and brush away any photoshopping to give you an unfiltered look at what it's like to live a coaching life. Today I'm doing something a little different. I guess we could call this a solo duet. It's just me, and I'm going to be sharing with you two things. Uh, firstly, the five elements of the framework that I use in Coaching Life Unleashed. And I'm also going to share with you some questions and answers that I invited on Facebook in an Ask Me Anything post. There were some great questions, actually, that showed up there, both uh, publicly on the post and a few, uh, a good few, actually, that showed up in my um, in my inbox. Some of those are about me and uh, a few about specific coaching situations. So you might like to get a pen and paper for this one. So yeah, just take a moment to do that, perhaps press pause, um, and we'll get started. I'm going to start with just an outline, actually, of Coaching Life Unleashed. What's that about? Well, I call this podcast uh, the Coaching Life Podcast, because as any established coaches will know, as a coach, we do tend to live this profession. It becomes the way we live. Um, and also another thing about living as a coach being a professional coach is that anything in our lives can end up being helpful to our clients or our potential clients. It must be one of a, a few professions where literally any experience you have can play a key part in a future conversation that you may have with a client. It's all about experience. Coaching is really all about experience. And the un unleashed part of that, to be unleashed, is to become unrestrained. And I think, um, yeah, as, as coaches, we are in a way agents of creation. So in any coaching conversation, I think key to uh, a masterful coaching conversation is really to establish how our clients are keeping out what they want. How are they keeping out the kind of relationship um, that they want or the kind of business, the kind of income, the kind of way of life that they want. So, and what tends to happen in my experience and been having coaching conversations for well over 30 years now um, in those conversations what we tend to discover is what's in the way like what beliefs are in the way and once of course those beliefs either fall away or indeed our relationship with those beliefs change we become unleashed in the energy of that creation so I love really exploring yeah, the unleashed element of what it is to live a coaching life. Here we are, we are agents of creation. And I do fundamentally believe that uh, anything really is possible. Of course, there are some constraints. If I have a client come to me and say, well, actually, um, I want to fly to the moon unaided. 
we might struggle a little bit with that one. But for the most part, the kind of things that most people say they want in their lives are absolutely achievable. And one of the key elements in in the framework for Coaching Life Unleashed is impact. And obviously I'm going to expand on this a little bit but um, later on, but impact part of our impact comes from the kind of understanding of, that we bring that we bring into the conversations and for me yes I have a relentless belief in the extraordinary and the creative ability of my clients I'll just outline briefly what coaching life unleashed um, is about logistically because this is not intended to be a sales episode so it's a six-month program designed specifically for coaches, people who have had some coaching training and some coaching experience. It's a personalized, intensive coaching and mentorship program that supports coaches in building their prosperous coaching life. And I only work generally with two other coaches at a time. I know this kind of subject will come up in the the questions I'm going to get to a bit later. But for me, I don't want to make my business about coaching other coaches. You've seen all of that. For me, my business is really about coaching corporate leaders, business owners, CEOs, C-level execs around their personal and professional relationships. And then I bring that experience, this wealth of experience that I have. I spent 26 years in corporate myself. I bring all of that into Coaching Life Unleashed program. So yes, there is a framework that we use, which I thought to share here. I think it's incredibly valuable in seeing um, where you may need to focus to create whatever you want to create in your business and coaching life. So the five elements to this framework, are you ready? Just five, very simple. Number one, ignition. Number two, action. Number three, connection. Number four, impact. And number five, income. And I always have a chuckle here, income. We see so much focus and energy around income. I don't know what your Facebook feed's like. I tend to unfriend or unfollow most of these people, but there's a lot of noise out there for coaches, distracting coaches that focus solely on creating income. And in my experience, income is the last piece in this framework because it almost, it almost takes care of itself when the other four elements are in place, when they when each of the previous four elements um, has a good foundation. Each element here is a dependency on the preceding element. So without impact, there will be no income. And without connection, there will be no impact. And without some kind of action, for sure, there would be no connection. But income is almost a byproduct of those other four elements being in place. And it's something that really needs to be managed for sure um, and given attention. But it, it will show up in and of itself. It does not need and really should not be <laughs> your starting point as a coach. It's very deliberate here in this framework. Your starting point is the ignition, ignition that leads to action. And it's really in these areas that most groundwork, as far as our conversation goes, most of the exploration is done around this, although perhaps the largest scope of the particular subject tends to be in exploring connection. But in exploring ignition, we are really looking at 
your why, what excites you and what has you come alive? Why is it that you want to coach? And it then becomes much more easier and natural um, to take action with that inspiration once things are on fire. And of course, then connection becomes natural too. Impact then becomes a natural manifestation of connection. It's a natural manifestation of who you are. And yeah, for sure, we do some work around impact. And then as I've already said, income is one of those things that will come from um, having impacted somebody as a result of the connection that you have with them. And you will have created your connection from taking action and you will have taken inspired action from what comes alive in you, what ignites you. That's the basis of the framework. What I'm going to do next, I'm going to come to these questions. These ask me anything questions. I made this post at the end of last year. Gosh, time's flown by, but I think it was probably November actually last year. Jennifer asked how to get started. <laughs> and um, gosh, you know, getting started is such a huge subject in and of itself, isn't it? And it's uh, tempting for us to just like dive in, go and have conversations, talk to people and connect with people. And of course, there's value in that. Um, I would suggest reading and studying coaching, experiencing coaching yourself. I know so many people have had some very limited experience of being coached themselves and then decide they want to be a coach. I don't know of all of my time being in this profession, I don't know of any coach that's really created a sustainable business and not been consistently coached themselves so my answer to the question here is not to proceed on an idea of coaching it is to experience it experiencing coaching yourself and to not necessarily build a practice first and indeed perhaps not to get coached to help you build a practice either but really with anything else you want to create or change in your life everyone has things in their life that they'd like to create or change and to be different everyone Get coached on that. And then for sure, if you're not in a position to hire uh, a coach, then you can connect with other coaches and do peer coaching. So as far as getting started goes, it's really about delving into the subject and the expertise of coaching and experiencing that yourself. I hope that's useful to you, Jennifer. And a lovely comment, some great questions from Jacqueline. I think she was quite amused that a couple of my I'd mentioned I think in the post that a couple of previous mentors had blocked me and yeah for sure at the time I was pretty pissed um, but for the most part now I also do find it amusing it's a great demonstration of what it is to be human um, Jacqueline asked what are you reading now and, and, and why because she loves books and do you read from Kindle or hardback um, I'd ask people to explain really what was behind their questions she just simply said that she was nosy which I loved that well here's the thing Jacqueline I rarely read physical books anymore um, do a lot of traveling so I actually prefer reading on an electronic device it also tends to be lighter and I also don't read many books at all 
Um, I used to fall into the trap of um, books being recommended to me. I think that's how I've managed to get something like 300 unread books on my Kindle because uh, initially, particularly through through times of getting coach training, where um, some of my mentors would recommend books. Oh, these are fantastic books. And in essence, you know, their recommendation, while sincere, they were recommending one of their clients' books. Um, and yeah, I think I was probably coming from a place of lack and I was like, oh, okay, really must, must read that. So, um, I tend to look out now for truly independent recommendations and want to know what's behind the recommendation. What has that person got from the book and really to see if that's an exploration that I feel is applicable to me. I think Jacqueline also asked if you could go back to the beginning and do anything different in coaching um, in the setup of my business and shooting clients, what would that be? And why? Well, it's golden wisdom from years of experience. I, I agree with that. There's lots of experience there, lots of wisdom that's come from that experience. Um, and she said, how would you coach you when you were first beginning knowing what you know now um yeah similar to the above question but it weighs heavily with what from the beginning served you and what was rubbish <laughs> have you chosen the road less traveled in coaching um, because everyone has their own path but what made your path rare or unique which has made all the difference to you thank you Jacqueline for your questions and and your very kind comments so uh, what would I do different? I would definitely hire help sooner. I was winging it for so long. Um, I left my job twice, actually, once in 2005. And then for the final time on the 15th of April 2011, <laughs> never look back. But in those earlier years, turning pro as in, OK, this is my soul, my soul and soul vocation. I winged it for longer than was helpful. One thing that coaching does for our clients is it, it speeds things up. It helps things happen quicker, I think. So, um, yeah, if I was doing it differently, I definitely would have hired help sooner and probably followed my instincts sooner, um, following my gut feels rather than being distracted by so much of the dazzle and uh, glitter. Um, again, you know, there's a story, <laughs> stories there about me being blocked by mentors for calling them out, actually, on some of that dazzle and glitter. Um, but, you know, that's how this podcast came about. So um, this podcast really came about because I wanted to demonstrate and to show that things aren't always what they seem. Um, I would have set up my business and treat it like a business sooner. Um, there was an incident that I remember plainly in when I was in Steve Chandler's coaching schools called ACS, um, where I physically felt myself stepping in to being a pro coach. Um, yeah, there was a real shift in me and, um, within coaching life unleashed, I've, I've dived into what that's like for, for each of my clients that has come through that program. Um, and touching really on choosing clients, what might I do differently there? So here's the thing about this. I've reflected on this. And yes, I, I do choose my clients differently now. I think this is probably applicable to every coach out there who wants to create a business. Is uh, Initially, we'll consider coaching anyone. We'll consider coaching anyone. And I'm, attempted, I'm tempted to say I would be more astute. 
but then I would have missed out on some valuable lessons. You know, success is a very poor teacher. So um, I think where I have agreed to work with some clients and it hasn't worked out so well, I'm super grateful for those lessons. And those are lessons that, yeah, sure, you can hear about from other people, but that's nothing like being in the water and swimming yourself and having those experiences yourself. Um, how would you coach you when you were first beginning, knowing what you know now? I had some great and not so great coaches. So I think as a client, I'd be more honest and be more willing to take risks, um, be more willing to learn from failure. Um, I think probably what weighs heavy, what weighs heavy from the very beginning um, is, gosh, putting a rocket up my ass, really, quite frankly. Um, that's how I've shifted, shifting much more into taking action instead of being in consideration, endless consideration and endless pondering. And some of my coaches have kind of fallen for my charm and haven't held me accountable. Like I can, I can give numerous good reasons and excuses that look like uh, great spiritual subjects for us to explore as to why I haven't taken certain actions. Whereas um, there's a great shift in stopping pondering. Um, just instead of pondering the pond, jump in and swim. <laughs> So, um, but at the same time, I think I, I would also be in a little bit more compassionate to me. So there's, there's a great mixture there, right? It looks like a paradox. And that's, you know, again, one of those kind of things that we explore in our coaching conversations in those paradoxes and, and or apparent paradoxes and see how they can dissolve. Okay, um, Britt asks, what are three things you would look back and say to your first few years coaching self? Okay, okay. Um, I think it's already covered. Yeah, get help. It's okay to do that. You don't need to do it alone. And um, really, it will save you so much time and energy if you don't try and do it on your own. Um, two, don't believe everything you see on social media. People sell using bullshit. It's fact. Okay, so really, you don't need to be comparing at all. And, um, gosh, one of the things I learned from uh, numerous workshops uh, with Robert Holden, follow your joy. Like, it, it's a clue to alignment and really helps to consider what that word feels like. You know, if you, I think we can really recognize what it feels like to be out of alignment. There's always some kind of discomfort there. What's it like to feel in alignment? And I think for all of us, that, that becomes um, easy. And I think on that subject, you know, I noticed there are coaches out there that seem very serious, that spend their whole social media presence criticizing the world. And I, I that just doesn't appeal to me. <laughs> it really doesn't appeal to me. So for me, yeah, following your joy, that's such a, such a, a beautiful navigation aid. Adam Quiney asked, I'd love to hear you share something about you that isn't transformed, responsible and handled. What are you struggling with? What edge are you up against? Not from an inspired, responsible, coachy place, but from a human place. And I'd say I love this question. Of course, I mean, um, 
my clients very quickly get to see however they were perceiving me they do come to see that I am a pretty regular human being I just have a very different relationship probably to most with that being human so um, what's not transformed you know I'm really happy with who I am I um, confess that since I've been back in the UK I got back from Bali at the end of May and uh, spent um, some considerable time in the UK and 10 weeks on Zakynthos. I fell into some old bad habits, some unhealthy eating habits, so gained a bit of weight, and I don't feel great about that. So I would love that to be different, and my relationship with the not feeling great has shifted. But then there's this other thing, perhaps what's not transformed is I also notice... Um, that I can still be distracted from what I want to create. And um, I guess this is the one thing I would like to be more different in my life. I've said this year to myself that I'm going to be a bit kinder towards myself. And being kinder generally means that we don't resist so much. But I notice that I can be distracted by the bigger things that seem to be going on in life. Like when I moved to Bali, that was a huge upheaval for me. It took me a while to find my feet and get back into my business. Um, the same applied sort of towards the end of last year, personal stuff I had going on and having COVID at the beginning of last year and then wondering whether to um, come back to the UK and when to do that. With all that going on, um, I didn't do much business development um, during the first six months of last year. And that was reflected in my business. In fact, I think my energetic relationship with my business, I guess that's where I'd say I'd like more consistency, but maybe that's just a high hope. Maybe that's just me wanting to be superhuman rather than embracing my humanness, which is something I want to do more of this year is to re-embrace the humanness because I think in every aspect of life, there is this expansion and contraction, expansion, contraction, low tide, high tide, ebbs and flow. That's all of life. That's all of life. And yeah, I still allow myself to be impacted by stuff that's going on and get distracted catch myself reading through facebook posts that really don't feel good and there's a you know i notice the voice in me that wants that to be different but really i think we're always going to have a bit of that going on and um i'd like to have less of it going on so maybe there's two two aspects to my answer to your question adam one i'd instead of like aspiring to be perfect i would just like to be a little bit better at that i think that's it that was what i'd like to uh to be transformed that isn't yeah thank you for asking your question adam there was a few people that sent me uh, direct messages and a couple of those were voice messages as well so I've transcribed those for the main part and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna read um, a couple of those so one of them talks about being exhausted um, let's call her Sophia um, yes I'm gonna use some Greek names here um, in honor of the 10 weeks I spent on Zakynthos at the end of last year so Sophia says that after coaching some clients sometimes I get tired I even have to lay down um, with others I feel alive I feel amazing and full of energy um, sometimes even with the same clients sometimes I feel amazing then 
time might pass and I feel really tired after coaching them. Um, if I feel a session has gone well and I've helped them see something, unblocked or feel relieved, they've made some kind of progress or got clarity, I feel amazing. But when they have lots of resisting, perhaps I'm resisting their resistance. Oh gosh, I think there's a clue there. Um, sometimes that's not that's not going on either and I just feel very exhausted. Sometimes I might be tired after a 45-minute session. Um, she said the work I do is potent. It requires a lot of me, of my focus, of my energy for those 45 minutes. Um, I take a break and can go into a session with another client. Um, but uh, yeah, 10 to 15 minutes in with one client, uh, sometimes that's it. It's all over. Sometimes it's really easy. Um, and others, yes, yeah, just feels really exhausted. You know, I think... Um, there's, there's some great stuff in this. She, she, she went on, by the way, she says, I have an ability to see some hidden gems in their story. And when the session is over, I'll often feel energized and feel alive. I might feel on purpose. Um, and this is what I'm meant to be doing. And there's some sort of information in the feeling of being drained after the session, wondering what that is and what I need to pay attention to. Well, as is often the case in coaching, my answer to you is probably going to be much shorter <laughs> than your question. Um, so if anybody else listening has a similar kind of experience, I think um, it's worth just taking a look at the energy exchange that goes on there. And it might be that really giving your all in the intensity of those sessions, if that's just what's occurring naturally, then it might be that's just something that you need to manage and to deal with and to honor rather than resist. However, if you can notice that the exhaustion is coming from resistance in and of itself, uh, perhaps to something during the session, then that's also worth considering what might the sessions be like if you weren't resisting. It reminds me of one of my favorite questions which has probably transformed my coaching more than any other inquiry. And it is this. What's it like to be you when you're not trying to be anybody, including yourself? Because I think um, the most powerful coaches are those that are truly present. They're not trying to coach in a particular way. They're just really present with their clients. And if that's what you're doing and you're still noticing that you're drained of energy, and maybe that's just something for you to honor as part of your powerful coaching. I think overall here, I'd be looking at the role that resistance is playing. Okay. Um, uh, I had a couple of rants as well, actually, <laughs> via messaging <laughs> and voicemail. Um, so let's call this guy uh, Yanis. So yes, Yanis says, it seems some coaches appear insincere. I'm aware I'm creating this perception, but it looks uh, like many are portraying one thing, 
but living another. And gosh, yes, I've you know seen this too. When observing their interactions with people on social media, they show an egotistic side that is not in alignment with what they portray, particularly when somebody seems to disagree with them or perhaps is a threat to them. They may take a stance that is really arrogant. I'm too good for you. You're not worthy of my time and energy kind of vibe. I think we've probably all seen that, right? In order to create their image as a seven-figure coach, they prop themselves on a pedestal. On a pedestal, um, it's all about the vibe and the energy they're giving off. It is not congruent. Um, <laughs> Giannis went on to say, "I actually find it disgusting uh, to tout themselves as six or seven-figure coaches when their own conduct is not reflecting or not reflective of that level of mastery." Oh, gosh. Yeah. Okay. So I relate to that. I'm going to jump to um, jump to the second rank. I think it's kind of related as well. Coaches who advertise, um, publicly announce that they help clients with something when they haven't achieved those kind of results themselves. Helping someone build a six-figure business when they haven't done it themselves or when they have just done it in the last couple of months. They hired someone to help them. Then two months later, they're teaching that too. I express a fretter concern that if I scale up, I'll be more busy than I want to be and was told, oh, we have many people expressing the same concern. We can help you with that. But then I didn't get that kind of help. Um, let me pause there. I think in any coaching relationship, I probably touched on this earlier. I think I said I would be more honest as a client. If I'm not getting what I want, if I'm not getting what I want, in my coaching relationship with my coach i'm going to take responsibility for that and i want to bring that up and explore that with my coach uh, this person went on to say they just simply didn't have the the capacity or mastery to help me with that so i know this is a lens that i'm looking through um but and that doesn't necessarily make it true so i respond to both of these um, questions and rants really in one. And uh, I fell into that real dark place for quite a while. I've touched on this story on this podcast and I've explained it in detail on another podcast where I was interviewed. You know, one of my mentors blocked me when I'm calling him out um, indeed for some of this kind of stuff. And uh, I explored more. I started to spend weeks, in fact, exploring. Is this what's going on? Is this what the profession is like? So if you feel this way, I would encourage you to really notice where you're putting your energy and attention. And if it doesn't feel good, the chances are you're putting your energy and attention into um, the creation of something you don't want. And that can be creating or something that's that you don't want that's already been created. And I invite you to shift into creating. So, yeah, like there's lots of stuff, lots of noise. There's lots of um, embellishment in this profession. Um, I'm just going to encourage anyone. You do you. And um, you get a chance to influence this profession by doing you and being you and showing up and as Gandhi said being the change that you want to see in this profession uh, so finally final question okay um, this came from someone I'm going to call her Alexandra 
So um, she spoke about being visible. She said uh, a friend of hers got into following one of these 30-day Facebook Live challenges and then stopped because no one was watching her lives. The Facebook algorithm seemed to have fewer people watching her lives um, the more lives she did. Um, yeah, it seemed the more lives she did, the less posts, posts that got seen. And yet her coach is recommending you be visible, you do a live for 30 days in a row. Uh, maybe that's not really helpful. What's your view on this? Well, once again, I'm going to comment on the comparison here. And uh, it's really, if I'm working with somebody, if I'm working with a client, um, I want to help them find what feels good and in alignment resonates for them. Because that resonance is intuition coming alive. It's it's being in touch and in alignment with what's good for us so for some people doing facebook lives that might work out very well um, and for others that might not there are coaches who recommend other coaches look to create a hundred conversations and for sure there's value in that um, i know some of my coaching friends and colleagues had changed their practice entirely by taking up that kind of challenge and for others not so much so um if you come to me and ask me these kind of questions, I'm going to want to get to know you and I'm going to want to get to know what is it that excites you? What is it that you feel alive and excited about? Because that's where the magic lies. Else, as you've said, it can be counterproductive. That brings us back to the framework of Coaching Life Unleashed, that very first um, foundation, Ignition which is basically identifying what is it that comes alive in you? Why do you want to coach? And if you come to me and you say, well, I want to coach because I want to create a seven-figure business, then I'm going to suggest that maybe coaching's not for you. I've had uh, calls with people. One, I remember one person in particular asked them, why do you want to coach? And this person spoke for 45 minutes about the kind of lifestyle that they wanted to create. No mention whatsoever um, about people. And uh, for me, yeah, I treat that as a bit of a red flag. That's not the kind of coaching profession that I want to create, that I want to participate in. I love this profession. I get excited about the capability of people, about what's possible for people. So if you ask me, why do I coach? It's like, oh my gosh, I love helping someone else come alive. I love somebody else create the kind of life that they want, create the kind of intimacy and joy um, in their relationships. If you ask me about coaching, I will give you lots of reasons, and they're all about the client, what's possible for the client. That's really what comes alive in me. It just, I just, I love people so much. I love bringing out that possibility in people. And in Coaching Life Unleashed, in that first foundation, we'll always keep coming back to why, why coaching, or why this client, why this prospect. What is it about this project that's exciting for you? And yeah, to keep track of people um, that, that excite you and to keep track of what excites you about those people. Those times when you're I really don't know what to do now. I'm feeling lost. I'm feeling stuck. It's about finding one ember that's alight, one ember that's burning in you. And then taking the energy from that ignition no, five, four, three, two, one, go. That inspiration's into action. And I know of no better way of creating change in the world 
than taking action. Taking action for action's sake, though, can be exhausting and a waste of time. So we're always coming back to the ignition first. And then, of course, the third foundation here, connection. This subject has the larger scope, if you like, because there are so many ways that we can connect with people now. Once again, the ignition piece is important. The ignition piece is important for each of these foundations. So what excites you about the kind of connections you want to create? Are you excited about writing a book or creating podcasts or creating social media posts? Are you excited about going to um, networking events? Are you excited about going to other in-person events? Or do you really just want to create your whole practice sitting in front of your screen of your computer? Now, all of those are possible. We look to find what's what's the ignition piece in that too. What's the ignition piece in creating connections? I've created, well, I've, I've published uh, five books, two podcasts, been interviewed numerous other times on other people's podcasts. Loads of content is out there. My primary manner of connection, connecting with people is kind of that lighthouse approach where I'm shining a light and then people generally come to me. So I have connected with people one-on-one -on -one at events as well and reached out to a few people. Not so much nowadays that it tends to be that people are coming to me because of all of that content I have out there. But I notice in me just talking about it and I've got my stack of five books here. I find that really exciting and I love writing. There are things that occur to me that has a resonance and energy that I want to share with the world. So um, as far as connection goes, it's really about what excites you, what's alive in you about the manner that you want to connect and the people you want to connect with. Any post that I write and I share, I'm excited at the thought somebody else could read that and get something from it that might have them then experience more love or more joy, more intimacy or more ease in their life and in their relationships. It's like, that's it. That's why I do that. So that's ignition, action, connection. The fourth foundation is impact and for me, what I've seen over and over is the greatest impact we can have is by allowing ourselves to be fully present with our clients. Uh, when I reflect on some of those conversations, it seems to me one way I might describe that presence is allowing myself to be a channel for <laughs> the greater intelligence, God, spirit, whatever we want to whatever we, however we want to describe it i can't do that whilst i'm entertaining my own small personal thinking i can't do that if i'm trying to be somebody else yes if i'm really present with my clients and i'm then really curious about them for me this is the best coaching business strategy out there get to know people just get to know people i'm so curious about people. I'm one of my clients recently we started talking about curiosity and i noticed in me and i and i shared this with them like mm, i could be curious about the sweater you're wearing i noticed that i I would, be, I would be really curious i would be really interested in hearing what well, had you choose the sweater like i can be super curious about anything 
about anything that's going on in my client's world. And when we explore that, we're always helping our clients get to know themselves better. And that's the art of coaching. And of course, the second part, perhaps, of our impact is what are we bringing to to our conversations? Not only are we bringing our presence and our curiosity, which is this willingness to explore, but also we might be bringing a particular understanding and and an understanding of how life works, such as the three principles or whatever that is for you. It might be an understanding around nutrition or addiction. So your understanding around life can also have a huge impact on your clients. And then finally, income, which I've spoken about before, income. Now, if you are alive and inspired and you take action to connect with people who you who are then impacted by your understanding, your curiosity and your presence, they will almost certainly want more and actually want to pay you if they perceived value in your impact so the impact piece here is the final piece of the framework it's something that we don't ignore but it tends to be something that we just tweak and manage rather than focus on entirely if you impact people they will want to pay you and turning pro really comes back to how you are being turning pro really means becoming aware and being willing to manage the income aspect of your business so those are the the five aspects um, the five pieces of the framework in coaching life unleashed so i wonder are you willing to be unleashed if you'd like to explore more about coaching life unleashed or indeed you have any questions you'd like to ask you'd like to ask me or you'd like me to ask my guests please do get in touch it's coachinglife at philg.com i hope you've enjoyed this episode if you have and you continue to enjoy the other episodes please leave us a review on apple Podcasts or indeed the podcast platform of your choice that will help other coaches and prospective coaches um, find this podcast too once again thank you for listening i wish you much love prosperity and joy